The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Now, since coming to power, uh, returning to power last year, the Taliban have cracked down on the cultivation of poppies in Afghanistan. Now, what has that got to do with the price of spuds, says you? Well, Afghanistan's poppies are responsible for the bulk of the world's heroin. And without that supply, fears have been expressed that criminal gangs here in Ireland, as well, for example, would seek to supplement uh, their supplies, the heroin supplies, with synthetic drugs, synthetic drugs like fentanyl, uh, for example. Well, Tony Dauphin is with me. Tony is a drug and alcohol researcher. He is CEO of the Analyphy Drug Project. Uh, Tony, it's good to see you. How and thanks a million for coming in studio. Um, I'm good. Um, so for people at home who haven't ever heard of it, fentanyl, uh, what is it? So uh, fentanyl is a man-made um, opiate, an opioid. Um, it's really potent. Um, it has very legitimate uh, uh, uses in medicine, so in terms of pain killing, uh, killing pain. Um, so people who have cancer perhaps, maybe on patches, people you know put those patches on and, and it eases their pain. Um, unfortunately, um, it, it is a drug that can be misused and, uh, and uh, or used for, for you know, the purposes of getting high or whatever. Um, and in America, particularly, and other jurisdictions, they've had a terrible time uh, with overdose rates going up with the likes of fentanyl, different types of fentanyls being used and other drugs like uh, xylazine and things like this. So um, there's a concern. Uh, it's not an issue in Ireland per se at the moment. Mm. I think um, it's fair to say that where the Taliban has banned and destroyed the crop to a, to about 90%. There's a, a researcher called David Mansfield who did a, did a piece of research with another organisation um, and they uh, they had aerial shots of the, the poppy fields in Afghanistan and they figured out that about 90% of the last crop was mm. destroyed. That doesn't mean an immediate effect in Ireland or in Europe, but... Um, uh, Afghanistan does provide 95% of heroin for uh, for Europe, um, the illicit trade of, 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 of heroin. So, you know, we're worried, you know, we're concerned that, you know, when that's taken out, um, it might seem like a good thing that this is a that this is a good thing. But, um, you know, something else will replace it. People will use other drugs. Those other drugs may be more potent. It could be fentanyls. It may mm. not be, but it could be. And, uh, and if that's the case, um, you know, we're going to have difficulty... And so whether it's fentanyl or other synthetic drugs, it's it's kind of a case of better the devil you know. Is it that, that you know, if there's a need there, it will be filled and you you, do, you don't know what it gets filled with? Yeah, I, I you know, I mean, look, I'm not saying that heroin is, is, is a better the devil you know. I mean, these, these are difficult drugs. These are yeah. dangerous drugs. Um, taking drugs is always a health risk. And, you know, I mean, we were talking about uh, Electric Picnic earlier and and I know that my colleagues from the HSC are down there doing um, back-of-house testing and or drug checking um, and putting out warnings. And I suppose, you know, the reason I mentioned that is is that we need to be doing stuff like this to make sure people are as safe as possible. So, yeah, and look, um, it's risky when drug trends change. And if we what we need, we use the foresight that we have to plan and do things now so that we're ready to respond. Because, you know, in the previous heroin um, shortage or drought um, we had in, in Ireland, we saw people seeking treatment, looking for treatment. So, you know, more people looking for treatment. They couldn't get heroin and some of those people wanted to get into treatment. Um, and it was difficult to, to, with the increase in people looking for treatment. So we need to be ready for things so like that. So there, there's an opportunity here. It can be, yeah, absolutely. Okay. There's also a huge risk about the overdose uh, uh, rates going up. Um, and of course, 
it's when when fentanyl enters the market more in a really significant way, mm. like it did in America. What they found was that um, obviously uh, they were they were cutting the fentanyls into into opiates like heroin, then into things like cocaine, then into things like um, MDMA or synthetic cannabinoids. It entered the drug you know, the, all of the drug market. Um, and that means that a lot more people are at risk of, of overdose. And and why? Like what's, um, I know this is kind of maybe a strange way to frame a question about something like this that does such harm, but what's the value, you know, I in terms of uh, the dealers or the, the suppliers of the cartel's point of view and cutting drugs right down through the supply chain with yeah, fentanyl? Yeah, I think, I think they're trying to show that their drug is gives you a, a good high or a good buzz or whatever and it's it's better than somebody else's. It just makes it more potent more whatever potent. they happen to be taking, is yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah, I mean, there's there's obviously profit involved, you know. Um, fentanyls are hugely powerful. You get all sorts of estimates from people, you know, but, but they are very potent as much as, you know, 600 times uh, more potent than heroin. So you only need a little, you, you need a little of it to start cutting with with, uh, with other drugs to, to have an impact. Um, so it's, and it's also, unfortunately, quite easy to, uh, to, to see it sort of be, be um, transported and supplied. So that's a big issue. And I saw that in the Citizens' Assembly, uh, certainly my colleague in the Guards, Detective Chief Superintendent Seamus Boland, he said that they that from the Garda National Drugs or an organised crime bureau, he said that we are satisfied that Irish criminal networks have been considering the supply of fentanyl into the Irish market. And that's really worrying. You know, we know that Afghanistan, when we had that kind of foresight, we knew we were worried. People like myself and other people um, who are focused on this would be concerned. Um, but when someone like Seamus says that, you know, it, we need to be listening to, to what to what's being said and we need to be planning and, and certainly... Uh, more recently in 2020, um, I think it was 2020, um, the Health Research Board had a, a conference and they mm. looked at um, foresight, the idea of planning with foresight. And and this is one of the examples where you go, look, we have a good idea that something is going to change here. We need to start planning. We need to look at the scenarios and we start planning. And I'm sure my colleagues in the HSC Department of Health and such are, are working on that. And the fentanyl that ends up in the illicit drug trade and, and getting cut with all these other opioids and, uh, and other drugs, MDMA and everything else you mentioned, where does that come from? Is it coming from kind of illicit chemical plants around the world? Or? Yeah, so my understanding certainly is, uh, is, is that um, South America is, okay. is, is, is a really uh, big supplier of, of fentanyls. And, and, and certainly from um, my understanding, uh, these uh, Irish cartels or drug gangs have been have been engaging with people over there. So this would be the big South American or, or, or mm. Mexican drug mm. cartels. Yeah, they supply America. Yeah. yeah. And they and, and it would be the Irish then cartels would be looking to get in on that. Yeah, and, look, I mean, that's yeah, not my side okay. of things. But that's yeah, my I know, just trying yeah. to understand, you yeah. know, how it, how it might end up here. Yeah. But as you say, listen, there there's possibly kind of opportunity in adversity and it's uh-huh. people looking to... Uh, to detox or, or, or to enter drug treatment programs. Sure. And I mean, you know, w- were that supply to be felt, that lack of supply to be felt overnight? And I know that there's kind of a supply chain. It'll be a time before we, we, we feel the impact of of that um, yeah, poppy yeah, crop course, destru- yeah. destruction. But were it to happen overnight, I mean, how would you assess the the, the treatment options available for people now? To, to, to what extent do we have we, to expand we, we them? We have difficult. I mean, there's, there's a, there is a demand on, on treatment places. We know that Ireland has a significant problem with drugs. I mean, there's all sorts of data out there that we can look to and the drug treatment uh, data is out there. But we know that it's difficult. I have a team on the ground who are working solidly with people uh, who are, you know, who are working on their goals, who are working towards treatment, rehabilitation, housing, etc. But, you know, we know that there are difficulties in getting access.
Um, so that is something that would need to be expanded or should be expanded, as you say. Like this is something you can plan for. Yeah, sure. I mean, we we do a lot in Ireland already. Yeah. Um, and uh, we can always look at what we're doing and we can look for, there's always, a, in the face of this, you can always say, you know, more resources are needed. Um, and certainly at Citizens Assembly, that has, that has come up time mm. and time again. Uh, the citizens, because I know you were there over the weekend as well, and and uh, what, what what got a lot of headlines after Saturday, I think it was, was a kind of a a, a description of people as kind of criminal lunatics uh, as an example of why we couldn't follow the so called Portuguese model of drug liberalisation. Um, you give us a sense. You were in the room. I mean, give us a sense of the kind of the nature of the conversation and, okay. uh, I'll try. and where I'll you try. think it's going. From my perspective, anyway. There yeah. was, there, certainly, it was articulated. There was frustration in the room. Um, that uh, see, I was there to talk about what we are doing, and we are working on the health diversion program yeah. for Ireland, and it's part of the um, uh, government pro- the, the pro- sorry the program for government. So we are working on that. So I was describing what that was like and what we were working towards, which is essentially a guaranteed brief intervention, a health assessment, a brief intervention for someone found in possession of drugs for personal use. Um, uh, at least at least one guaranteed intervention, um, but. Uh, but I guess I was asked, you know, if if if, if it's already decided, what what are, what are we here doing? That that was a question from the Citizens Assembly, and the answer to that was, you know, you're, th- this is what we're doing, but you can do more if you wish. You can mm. you can go whichever route you want to, and I think it seems to me that that it, from discussions that people are very interested in um, the ideas of health diversion rather than criminalising people who use drugs. They're looking at. Um, the people that that are, have presented to them in the past, people with lived experience, and they're looking at whether what kind of uh, response they would want for a loved one. You know, so you know, I think uh, it's going to be interesting. October is when they vote on what they're going to recommend to government, um, and we're, I thought we all want to see what's going to happen in terms of those ninety nine people who are going to be voting yeah. on that. Do, do you think? Could you feel that we're possibly at you know an inflection point in terms of how we? Treat yeah, drugs I, I, and drug users. I think so. I mean, we have. I mean, twenty seventeen. This current national drug strategy said we are we are going to have a health led approach to drug mm. use. So we 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 know what we need to do. We need to do it. This is part of the problem. I suppose it's about the implementation. Yeah, of, of Paul Reid is quite critical of the yeah l- yeah. Very lack much, of yeah. implementation. Yeah, let's be fair. He was yeah. pretty. He was pretty critical. But but uh, I think that we know we what we need to do. We need to get on and do it. Listen, it's always interesting talking, Tony. And thanks a million for coming into studio. Tony Duffin is the CEO of the Anna Liffey Drug Project. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan weekdays from four on News Talk.